The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Gotta think a non-title fight would have been stopped by now. Big uppercut. Don't open your mouth, DC. Oh, oh what an uppercut. Oh, and there's the knee. How much can one man stop. take? Tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, I like when we just get started. I already fucked up. We had to restart. Jamal Hill is calling in today. I mixed up Hill and calling us to Jamal Hill. And Bruce Buffer is with us all day. Hi, Bruce. I'm so happy to see you. Hi, Jimmy. How are you, my brother? I'm very good. It's uh, You look thinner than you've, not that you needed to lose weight, but are you trying to? You look good. No, you know, when COVID hit, um, I wanted to get in the best physical and mental shape possible. Everybody's like, I'll sit inside and eat hamburgers and hot dogs, right? Not me. I wanted to get really in great shape. I've always been in good shape, been an athlete my whole life, but I just, I lost like 20 pounds. I just, I rearranged my, my eating schedule and trimmed down and got in the best shape I've been in in practically 20 years because I figured when this COVID thing broke out and we could get outside again, I wanted to be charging like a bull out of a china shop, you know? I wanted yeah. to make sure I was in front of everything. Are, are you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, doesn't it feel good to be back to somewhat of a normal world? It does, but I will went, tell I you. Never seen, go ahead, go ahead. It does, but I will tell you, you got to be careful. I mean, I went and announced the, um, I've already had COVID once during the the beginning yes you know and i missed the abu dhabi show and it broke my cal ripken record um and then i went to do the fiesta bowl in arizona right and i announced the fiesta bowl I went to a party that night and uh two guys came up to me want to take a picture i said hey guys i'm really covid safe just here stay here i'll take a shot and this big lyman looking guy to my right turned around to me and said there's no covid don't be a bitch this is new year's yeah. eve right one nice. thing you don't say to me is don't be a bitch. That's oh. that really, that just sets me off. So anyway, I had a confrontation with him. I called it down. I told his buddies to calm it down or I would calm it down. Anyway, it got calmed down. Right. Five days later, I come down with COVID. Right. I had it again. I had it again four weeks ago. So it's still out there, guys. It's still out there. But you did you say a, a lineman, Bruce, did you say a lineman said that to you? He was like, uh, they were a bunch of TCU guys and he looked like a, 25 year old ex lineman he was huge which is fine yeah. i'd rather i'd rather have to deal with a bigger guy than a small guy like matt those are the yeah. scary guys right you had to put that big lineman on his back i i would do what i had to do jim but i'm not <laughs> trying to sound like a tough guy <laughs> no i get so it don't call me a bitch okay that's all i'm telling you i know and i've actually paid to be called a bitch we're very different people bruce <laughs> <laughs> all i know is if it ever got physical i would give you more than a puncher's chance oh yeah thank you my brother i appreciate that very much i'm no, i'm sick I might be 65 and there may be snow on top, but there's still fire in the furnace, Matt. You know what I was doing there? I was trying to be slick and I wanted to mention your uh, your rum, your bourbon. What is it? Puncher's Chance. I didn't know you had a bourbon. No, yeah, I think that should be the prep sheet. Congratulations. This bourbon, I, I've been looking for 10 years to be beside a spirit. I love bourbon. So long story cut short, my partners were behind Cabo Wabba Tequila, Sammy Hagar's Tequila, Skinny yeah. Girl and Campari, right? 
they made the most delicious bourbon. When they called it Puncher's Chance and I met with them, I go, that's that's what I'm all about. Like Matt, this is this is Matt Sarah versus George St. Pierre. This is the Puncher's Chance. One punch can change your life. Nobody knows that better than Matt Sarah, right? It's so true. with that being said, when I tasted it, it's the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. And long story cut short, we're like the fastest selling, highest rated uh, craft distilled bourbon in America. We've won six gold medals. And I just got voted the top five best sipping bourbon at its price range in America. And- I come out with this 12-year reserve. I just came out with a 14-year reserve called the Left Cross. See how the Jamaican colors on top? Yeah. Okay, trivia, guys. Who knocked Mike Tyson down with a Left Cross? Wait, oh, oh. This First is not guy Len- ever. I'm going to say Buster Douglas, or am no, I incorrect? I'm going to say Lennox Lewis. Razor no. Ruddock. All right. Oh, right. He was, did they fight to a decision, and Tyson got the decision? Am I crazy? Yeah, I think that was how it went. But what happened is, is that, we make this in Jamaican rum barrels, right? And this is like almost $200 a bottle or this is $30 a bottle. This is already sold out, made 2000 cases, it's gone. But I uh, made it with the Jamaican thing in mind, the left cross is what he hit Tyson with. That's why we call it puncher's chance, the left cross. Very nice. It's a great business to be in. I'm just gonna show Conor McGregor how to do it the proper way. That's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, I, I like that. Are you surprised? I, 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 it's funny. I sometimes I'm amazed at how little I know about MMA. I think I know what I'm talking about. Um, but here's Bruce, just to sum up where I've been. I thought recently that John Jones would never fight in the octagon again. So he's fighting Cyril Gane. He's got an eight fight deal. I also thought there's no way Connor takes this fight against Michael Chandler. Not that he's afraid, but I mean, that's just not a great matchup for him. Uh, I think that's a tougher matchup for Connor. And then the fucking four days later, they say that the fight's going to happen. Um, after they coach it's just amazing how little i know well you know the thing is and i think matt will back me up on this <clears throat> michael chandler and connor together listen we're all going to enjoy watching connor whether you love him or you don't mm-hmm. like him you know half like ireland it was once said that half the people like him in his home country half the people don't but they're all going to buy the pay-per-view right That's right so everybody's going to watch the ultimate fighter this could be the resurgence of the ultimate fighter bring it back up on you know huge ratings again michael chandler i love michael chandler i think he's a great yeah. guy I think it's a bad fight for both in a way, okay? Because Michael Chandler is going to go forward as he always goes forward and bring the fight to Connor, which Connor likes, okay? What Connor does not like, no matter how much training he's doing, is being put on the ground and wrestling, right? Okay, he doesn't need another Khabib situation. So, I think the build-up's going to be good. I think Michael Chandler is going to be the cool cat throughout, right? And I can't wait to see that war because one thing on Michael Chandler, you're always guaranteed the first round is going to be nonstop balls of the wall pier six brawl right yeah i don't see much different in this one i don't see these two cats circling each other i see two bulls coming together like national geographic and boom you know i so respect connor for taking this fight a lot again i, I give connor a, a lot of credit yeah this I is a, not an easy fight to come back in and take it michael chandler so i i have a lot of respect for connor for taking you know this. what i like i like that a fine man like michael chandler is going to bank five million or more, or whatever he makes off this. Yep. That makes me the happiest cat in the world because I want every fighter to make seven figures walking in that auction. Sure. But good he for has, you, Michael. He has nothing to really. Um, he has it. There's the pressures on Connor way more than it is on Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, I don't know how out of how many of his last fights, how many did he win? I mean, don't get me wrong, all competitive, Great. had a chance and almost won everyone. It ain't fucking horseshoes. We know that. So he's got some L's. So he can go in there and fight another savage, which they're all savages at this level, especially the top five, and have just as much chance of winning or losing as he does with Connor, except he's going to get a huge fucking payday. If he goes in there and loses to Connor, I'm I'm banking it's going to be competitive because he's he's even when he loses, it's always a fucking fight. You know what I mean? You're so right. he's gonna it's gonna be maybe one of those losses for him, which people are gonna love him either way. He's a fan favorite, you know what I mean? And he's not gonna let it get to him the way Cowboy did. Not, not no. that Cowboy, but Cowboy kind of had a record of that. He let it get to him. You're right. Uh, and he's Cowboy, lost three I out of Cowboy four. was I think Cowboy was a little no offense, Cowboy. I love Cowboy, but I think Cowboy was a little beat on his way to the octagon that night, uh, before he even stepped in the octagon. Yeah, it's yeah. main event with him. It happens. Uh, it's just the way it is. It's calling it the way you see it. But uh, it listen, it's going to be a fun fucking fight. And oh, I, it's going to be fun. fun. But and, now, uh, I, I want to just address the real reason why we have uh, the great Boost Buffer on. And it's it's a personal reason. Oh. And I'm a little, I don't get jealous easy. 
But the new budding friendship with you and Ray Longo is getting me a little. Let me tell you, Ray Longo. Like the, other day, the other day I was talking to Ray. And he goes, you know, I'm really getting, uh, I really consider a friend now I'm getting close with. Bruce Buffer. I go, what? Hey, wait, wait, what are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, he's bringing up the time that you, him and John Attic, when they, when he had the UFC at, uh, maybe a, it was out here. It was in, it was in the East Coast. Forgot exactly where. And uh, you guys hung out. You went to dinner, and you did. He was talking about the time you had. We had a great, we had a great time. We went to this great Italian restaurant. You know, I'm an East Coast kid. Okay, Philadelphia, right? Yes. I moved to Malibu from Philadelphia when I was 15, which was like culture shock. I never saw blonde girls like that in my life. All I and I, my hormones are flying. All I want to do is learn how to surf and lose my virginity. It was quite a transition from Philadelphia, right? I learned how to surf first, but everything else followed. Yes. So I'm still East Coast at heart, and I'm Italian. So we went to this great Italian restaurant. I'm with one of the coolest Italian guys in the world, Ray Longo. It's just, it's kismet, man. We just have this, this uh, fun time, and Anna and him get along great. Then we went to his dojo afterwards, and they're chit-chatting, and I'm working out on the sidelines. And, you know, it's just it was just a great boys' night, you know, like a boys' night out, right? Was, Longo couldn't say enough about it. And he doesn't like anybody, so there you go. <laughs> that I, I know. Like, I have you on here to see if you were stealing my BFFFFF, but I no, guess. No, no, I promise I won't do that, but I, I need a little time with him once in a while, sir. So just let okay. me have a little, let me have a little Longo time. I get him on my It's Time podcast once in a while and we laugh our asses off. He's fun. Yeah, he's a fun guy sometimes. Just Tells don't it like eat, it is. Don't Tells eat at his house, though. I don't know if you like a, eating with a dog on your lap, but you know. It, 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 <laughs> is this dog well behaved, Matt? Lucky is, is far. It, listen, there's no bad dogs, there's only bad uh, owners. Yeah, and uh, you know, let me tell you, we've had Longo on It's Time Radio, right? The podcast, and we've had this my co-host Sammy Phillips, who he's been on the show with, and we have like a sex and relationship segment one time where people write in questions and want us to answer their questions about sex and relationships. Can you picture Ray Longo answering questions about sex and relationships? And he got into it. It was funny as hell. It was funny as hell to get his perspective. No, no, he'll, 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 he'll. He'll be uncensored, that's for sure. <laughs> the same yeah. Least. yeah, you just got to tie her up and spank her. I'd like to get Ray uh, <laughs> a, a advice from Ray Lago. It's probably good advice. He's married a long time, right? As long as he doesn't say punch a hole through the chest, we're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what about Derek Lewis? That was a rough That was a rough night. Matt, you called it right. Uh, yes. I, I think you took Spivak in the first round. Am I correct? I think I said first round. I might yeah. have said I said first couple of rounds. Um, good call. I love that. I was just going over there that my uh, that head norm choke with my wife. My wife's been training a lot of jujitsu, so we were just going over that too. So I'm like, look, honey, look at that, and uh, what a beautiful head norm choke. What I love the throw, and I love the control. Just beautiful control, and just it, you know, it led to the submission. It wasn't a rushed submission. He cooked it. Was it a, a head and arm choke or was it a deep arm triangle choke? Or are they similar enough that you can call it either one? Uh, you could call it an arm triangle, but I, or I'm used to calling it a head and arm, but it, it, it could be called either one. Arm triangle is correct. You could call it that. It's not, it's not wrong. You know, forever I've been calling it the head and arm choke. But, uh, you know, I do that same choke. I, I used to get that with 16-ounce boxing gloves on. Ivy's fighting to feed the floor, and I just go palm to palm. And how you distribute, I wouldn't do it sitting through. I do it almost like a sprawl and how you distribute your weight on the arm is, uh, is, um, to be devastating. Can so, I tell you, uh, uh, had an arm choke story real quick. That's yeah. in my head. 1991. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. the producer director, John Milius, who did red Dawn wrote apocalypse. Now Conan, the barbarian, all right. He's a buddy of mine. So he goes, Bruce, you got to come train some jujitsu with me. And I was kickboxing really heavily at the time. Right. And, um, I said, I've trained some jujitsu because you never trained Gracie jujitsu. So he takes me to Torrance, and where this is 1991, two years before UFC. So yeah. we go into the dojo, and out comes this skinny young kid. And he goes, hi, my name is Hoyce. How are you? I go, hey, my name is Bruce. He goes, come with me. He takes me into one of his padded-up rooms, closed the door. We're all alone. You know, you know the story. You know where it's going. Oh. So he looks at me in the head. He looks me straight in the eye. He goes, I understand you're a kickboxer. He goes, that's very nice. He goes, come at me. Take my head off, right? I said, you want to put on some gloves? He goes, no, let's do this, right? So I'm a gamer, right? So I go at him. Guys, I swear to God, 45 seconds, give or take five or 10. He's got me on the ground, a head and arm choke. He's choking me out. He goes, tap, tap, tap. So I tap. He gets up in the guard, straightens his gi, and he goes, see? Isn't it nice not to get hit in the face? 
right? <laughs> I'll never forget that. It was our little sparring session. And then he came out two years later. And I told everybody I'm watching the USC with, I go, see that skinny little kid? He's yeah. going to beat everybody. Now, I had my own fair, as we all had as kids, number of street fights, and they all go to the ground. We all know how that works, right? Pretty much, unless you take care of business real quick. But I'm, I'm a dirty fighter. I'll bite. I'll do whatever I have to do. But after all the martial arts training I've had and everything, just for him to do that to me so easily the way he did, yeah, it was just, that was the beginning of the end. That was the beginning of everything right back then. And also, it was it was refreshing because a year later than that, 92, uh, the summer of 92, I was 18 years old and I was at Waterbury, Connecticut. I told the story many uh -huh. times. And it was Horion and Hoyce uh, doing a seminar at this uh, Jeet Kune Do guys, a uh, Jeet Kune Do guy, Ron Withowski, he put it together. And uh, yeah, it was in Waterbury, Connecticut. And they were telling us about the... the uh the premise of the ultimate fighting championship and right we knew anybody that kind of thing and i'm thinking i i remember one one i remember thinking that was kind of crazy like i didn't know if that would really actually happen on tv i didn't know they would allow that like it's like a blood sport i remember right. thinking that but i also remember thinking i was just i remember just being in love with just wait a minute and you know as a martial artist from back then i'm like wait there's no forms. There's no fucking katas. I'm not breaking any stupid boards. I'm just learning to keep a position where I can fucking do damage. I'm right. straddling. I'm doing arm locks. And then I'm trying to do it like with somebody not letting me. Dude, it was it was mind-blowing at the time. It's something hard to process now for kids. Yes. Or people because they're growing up with it. But Bruce, back then we didn't know what really truly worked. Like, it was, right? Wasn't it, it amazing? It was blood sport, Matt. It was it was like yeah. what style's best, you know. How does this go? It was just it was so different, you know, so different. People and um, people will never they didn't know think work. like you know what was I mean. That? People will never grow up not knowing. Like they know what real fighting is now. Like we always oh. look at a movie or look to, or this guy might be the best act before the UFC. I know it's this has been said before, but. Unless you're an older person, these people growing up, they're growing up with the UFC at being 30 years old now. That's know? right. And, you know, you said it yourself. Listen, I was first in line to see Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee, Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was first in line to, watch, to see every one of those movies. Now, like you, Matt, we have our own side, our own personal experience with fighting where we're doing it for real on the side. But, you know, when you see the movies, how many movies really have realistic fight scenes? Let's be real. Okay. You can, I can pinpoint them. You can pinpoint them. But we're watching a movie. We're enjoying it. This brought reality to the picture, right? Of what it's all about. And that's the beauty of it. I can't believe it's been a little over 10 years since I suffered a head and arm choke. Uh, I think it was today Rashad put out his Instagram when he strangled me in a radio studio. I would always get guys to do things just to kind of see what it felt like. And uh, that's a very unpleasant position to be in, to a uh, head and arm choke standing. And why'd you fun. get direction? What's that? Nothing, Jimmy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Why did I get an erection? Did I hear erection? <laughs> yeah, well, the blood had to go somewhere. It wasn't going to my head. <laughs> hey, why take Viagra? Just go into a head and arm choke. Right? Absolutely. If it yeah. worked, yeah, I'd have somebody just strangle me. That, the, the reason I, I'm kind of mad, do you, had you trained jujitsu often, Bruce? No, back then I trained off and on. I was training with Chuck Norris's fighting partners in Malibu at, uh, at an early age. I got a second degree black belt and in uh, Tong Sudo, this, the uh, sister brother art to, to uh, Taekwondo, which was Chuck style coming out of the Air Force. But I left that because, um, I mean, I love to spar, I love to fight. But from the fighting that was happening, whether I was having fights on the beach as a surfer, or, you know, school, you know, school, whatever, it wasn't, I, w I wanted to do it for real. So I got heavily into kickboxing, right? Because I, I wanted to train, I wanted to fight, I wanted to either get knocked out or knock the other guy out. I wanted to go in it more with a more aggressive attitude. And when I was 32, I was training actually to have a professional fight because I wanted to say I just wanted to have one, right? Instead of the smokers and all that. And I got concussed twice and the doctor ordered me to stop. And, uh, you know, you said that what you're going through, the slurring, your speech, the headaches, this will be every day of your life by the time you're mid mid 40s if you keep doing what you're doing. And look at, at how ironic you make your living with your with your voice. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you were slurring at one point and then, you know, look what it would have cost you. Exactly. Well, maybe after a bottle of puncher's chance, maybe I'll slur a little bit too. But, you know, I'll get a good night's sleep. We'll take care of that. <laughs> it's hard for me to see that aggression in you because you're such a nice guy. Like I've never seen that. Other than when you're in the cage and you're introducing somebody, there's a little bit of that comes out. Yeah. Uh, I, I can kind of see the the uh, 
this, the, the body movements and, and your face, but I can't see that uh, desire to knock somebody out in your personality when I talk to you. I grew up, my father was a, thank you, Jimmy, but I, I, I'm a very calm, cool cat. I'm very, I'm a poker player. I'm patient. I'm cool. But I think like Matt, you can relate to this, Matt. Once we get pushed over that line, there's no going back. Right. And so that's, that's the line I don't want to cross. Right. So I try to diffuse situations as best I can. My, my father was a U.S. Marine, uh, World War II, Korea, drill instructor, hand-to-hand combat, brig warden, the whole bit. I grew up this very tough, Errol Flynn, Steve McQueen, and John Rain, Wayne rolled into one old breed, you know, kind of guy that we can all relate to, right? An amazing human being. He was teaching me fighting techniques at a young age and just the whole bit. And he probably got me in more fights and introduced me to more girls than any best friend I ever had in my life. So I had this kind of upbringing where he made sure I saw the bad side of life. I saw what could happen. And I did more ways than one growing up in Philly and Texas. And quite frankly, in Malibu, believe me, if you saw Point Break, it sounds peaceful and movie stars, the beach and all that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on there once in a while, you know, as we all go through as, as young kids. So I don't take any crap. And I, I treat everybody with respect. I'm, you know, yes. I, I just treat everybody with respect. I don't consider myself better than anybody. Just don't try to announce against me and don't put your hands on me. You know, it's very, it's a real simple theory. Yeah. Simple. Uh, by the way, Sunday, I, I know you are from Philly. Um, and I know that those rotten Eagles have made it to the Super Bowl. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> you're very psyched. I'm psyched. Philadelphia Eagles fan forever. I mean, listen, uh, it's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl. I'll tell you guys, I only play blackjack. You know, I'm a poker player, but I, I do bet on football, right? You do. And the playoffs, I usually go 100% or 80%. I went four for five week one, uh, th- three for four, and two for two uh, the other weekend. Here's my bet on the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm emotionally tied to the Eagles. I think Hurts, defense wins championships. Defense wins football games. I'm betting the boat on the Eagles. And I think it's minus two and a half. I got it at minus one. I see the Eagles squeaking this out. I see a strong game, a defensive game. And um, I just see them reigning uh, supreme. That's my pick. If if you saw uh, and thought that the Chiefs were going to win this, would you have been able to bet against the Eagles or would you just refrain? Because I always, even on picks, we're not playing for money. I don't gamble, but I always kind of go with my heart. I'm just not good at doing that. Yeah. Would you have been able to bet against your team? If you bet emotionally, you're usually going to lose more often than Yes, winning. and I do. But in this situation, uh, if I thought that the Chiefs were a better team and the point spread allowed, like if the Eagles were plus three points, I would buy them to three and a half, knowing that Kansas City could win, but I'd still take the Eagles. But I'm not going to bet I'm not going to bet I'm not going to bet against the Eagles if they're favored right. by one to three points. It's the Eagles all the way. Okay. Otherwise you would just refrain. No, I would never stop refraining. I got to have action on a game or I can't watch it. I oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sunday and negative one and action, want to hear about my Sunday, guys? Go. Sure. A fucking water pipe froze at my academy and flooded that shit. Oh. Look on my Instagram. <laughs> so, dude, oh. so listen, man. I'm a guy, I've been in business a while. I got my ducks in order, I think. So I might call my insurance guy. Hey, man, yo, we got fucking hit. I got tens of thousands. I got to knock. I got to have mold in the walls. We got to knock this shit open. Talk to me, dude. I fucking didn't have the this motherfucker. This guy, I didn't have the right fucking. There's two different insurance when you got like a martial arts school. You know, you got your liability insurance, which I have. And for some reason, we didn't get the property insurance uh, renewed or done. And then the guy starts coming back to me. Well, oh, man, but I told you, I, I got this email. I reminded you in 2010. I t- 2010, motherfucker? I, 13 years ago? You told me I should have fucking... I thought we were on top of this. I don't know. He goes, oh, then again in 2018. I go, five years ago. How about this? I got the memory of a goldfish. I, you're, my, you're my insurance guy. I should have everything fucking covered. You know what you're dealing with with me. Not like you just met me. Get me in fucking order. But now it's too late. So anyway, guys, I'm just bitching at this point. I'm going to see. I got to. My landlord's cool. You know, I'm taking a hit. But guess what? What did that Diana Diana Ross say? I will survive. That that was Gloria Gloria Loring, I think. Not Gloria Loring. Gloria Gaynor. 
listen, organic. I don't have Bruce Buffett's voice. No. But no, I no, will you... survive. I yeah. will. I don't know the words. Great. But I know that's bad. Matt, yeah. remember one thing, insurance companies, yay, let's take care of you. This is what it is, $1,000 yeah. a month. Then something happens. They don't want to pay you, Matt. No. No, no, I know. I know. It, it, listen, part of it's my blame. I should have been a little. My thing is I took too much trust in people. Are we good? Are we, yes, we're You good. assumed you were good, I, yeah. Yeah, but guess what? I wasn't good. But now I'm just venting. Yeah, you know why? Because after this, I'm going there to clean up this motherfucking thing. How much do you think it'll cost first, the whole I'm thing? Like, Yo, I go, let's leave it like a shithole. But a fucking adjuster to get here and see what I'm getting, and then I'm not even covered. So I'm like, all right, I might as well mop this shit up. <laughs> how how much are going to cost, in? Matt? It's it's going to be a penny. It's gonna more be. than more than twenty thousand. Uh, we'll see. But yeah. you know what? Let's be optimistic. I just want to vent to a couple of my buddies. We talked about Sunday and negative uh, points or something. Sure. It was cold as shit on Saturday night. So you know, and but you know what's fucking crazy is uh, well, but listen, it is what it is. But I will, I will survive. Things will be great. But uh, I think I'll be open in like another day or so. You know? Hey, I've been there. I, five years ago, five years ago in January, uh, it was like a nine degree day. A pipe burst in my bedroom that connected to my Ooh. outside water, and the bedroom flooded, and the office flooded. Like it sucks. But you know, you know what they say about shit. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. I was insured. You know what I do, baby? It happens. You know what what I do, but I don't do it nearly as much as Bruce Buffer. I do cameos, but I don't do them as much as Bruce Buffer. You are voted, uh, not voted. You are one of the top cameo clients, aren't? Um, 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 uh, not clients. Um, Uh, as far as like people that do videos, or yeah, the cameo. Um, I do videos through my site, BruceBuffer.com, for businesses, and we have special championship introduction offers there. And I started, and then we do a, a. tremendous amount there then on cameo i'm in their top 10 percent. that's you know? amazing it's a and i get partial proceeds to charity military animal and children but i've already grossed a, over a million dollars in sales on cameo that's crazy it's i mean crazy. that's that's i mean i'm looking at your cameo right now i mean first of all bruce is a guy to get a cameo from because bruce is an announcer personalized videos 375 that's not even that bad that's pretty reasonable to get the the voice of the ufc to do a cameo that is not an unreasonable amount people offer me much more than that i'm not i'm not trying to brag or anything or anything like that Mm. i tried to make this at a point that was reasonable i haven't changed the price in over two years you know and and you'll also bruce seems like a guy like you're a guy who will give 100 percent in every cameo it's like it's why i love snoop so much i respect snoop everything he does you're like this is the the gig this guy's been fighting for this gig for 30 years like whether it's a beer commercial or or some fucking side gig snoop acts like this has been his buildup for his whole career. So I really That's respect why he's successful. That. It's yeah. like, I look at everything I do. It's like, if I'm not going to give it 110%, then why the hell am I going to do it? You know? And when I walk into Australia into the octagon next weekend, guys, I've been doing this for 27 years, but every night I walk in that octagon, I tell myself it's an audition. I have to yeah. prove to Dana and the powers that be to prove to you guys, prove to the fighters and especially to the fans that I deserve this job. You know, so that's, I'm only as good. You'll never hear me say I did a 360, 100 and blah, 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 blah. That's all great. It's all history. I'm only as good as I am today. You know? Well, did you, when, when you, I'm sorry, Bruce, I'm always amazed at how well you do with the names. And also the thing that's not as easy as the names, the places they're from. A lot of times the, the name of the town or the cut, like, do, how do you get that? Do you, do you write? Cause you look like you're barely glancing at your card. I, I mean, I'm a guy who trips over words all the time. I'm like, how the fuck does he get those so perfectly? You know, when I say I don't rehearse, I don't. But when I'm preparing the cards, which is like anywhere from a two to four hour or more process, uh, then when I land, the UFC is a well-oiled machine, as you guys know. They send us sound files of the fighters saying their names. So I'll get that, and I'll write it phonetically on the card. Now, while I'm preparing the cards, I'm absorbing everything in my head. When I'm in the octagon doing my thing, whether in the fighter's face, in the middle, whatever, whether the card's up here, down here, sideways, upside down, I can do this glance to the left and realize that Chuck Liddell was 6'2", right? Maybe it came off my head for a second. So no matter where I'm looking, I have this ability after all these years to look at that. But I don't want to stand center and read cards with all respect like most announcers do. I've got a line inside me. i got to move. So yeah. I want to have that shit in my head, you know, ready to ha- go. Have you ever, first of all, what's the hardest name for you that you that you eventually got? But what was the hardest one for you? Was there one that you stand out like, fuck, that was the hardest one? I'll take Habib Nurmagomedov all day long. That's, Names like Mike Swick, Frank Trigg, single syllable names. 
they're the hardest because you want to make them sound grandiose. Make you want them to be elongated. It's yeah. hard. You know, Frank Trey. You know, I mean, instead of Habib. Yes. Sorry, I was booing Frank. He was Trey. booing Frank Trey. I was I booing his. I was booing his referee physique the other night. I saw him. I, I saw him too in the Fedor fight. Yeah. And, yeah. And he must. He must get on the treadmill, Frank. <laughs> Cut the shit. Listen, I like to I like to poke at him. Yeah, when I was a little bit of a barrel when I was a little chubby. When I was forty pounds heavier, he would take shots even after I knocked him out. He was. He would take sick. shots at you. Well, I he one time asked Ally Aquinta. Okay, oh, he asked me for his Al's information to get on a podcast he was doing. Al goes on. I was getting off the thing. He goes, "Hey, tell the uh, beer keg I said hello." So he's being like, a, "And Bruce, I don't know him like that." You know how I know him. I smacked him in the face. I knocked him out. That's how I know. Him. I don't know him too well. Who me? Like if you said that, I'd be more like, ah, Bruce, that's mean. But I would, I wouldn't even get mad. But you know, I don't know him like that. Shut the fuck up. Well, I can't back up the fact. I can tell you one thing: that Frank takes a good punch. Look, can I say something? I don't know how your eyes are, but there's oh, your yeah. best friend. There's your best friend, Longo. I'm gonna get him jealous. Get him on. I can't talk now. I'm, I'm gonna put you on speaker, Longo. You, you are on UFC Unfiltered, and I just addressed. The topic to um, Bruce Buffer about him trying to steal my BFF. <laughs> I love that guy. You love that guy. Hey, Ray, much love, my brother. Can't wait to spend time with you without Matt Sarah at the table. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Bruce in a different light than you, so I have <laughs> more of an appreciation for him. Well, I, I was friends with him first, so take that. All right, I got to go. Okay. We're doing a show. I'm going to call you after. Say goodbye. I will be nice to him. Thank you, Longo. Goodbye, buddy. All right. Longo said to be nice to you as you were. Yeah. Thank so, you so um, much. Listen, he's a he's a good man. I break his chops, but he did have a next time you guys are having a dinner, I would like to be invited. Oh like, no, absolutely. Pazones. Pazones yes. are good ones. Yeah. Good fucking place. We're going and to Newark. Way, We're coming to I'm, Newark in May. <clears throat> We're coming to oh, Newark in May. That's the day right there. I will be there. Um, let me ask you something because I know. I'm not holding you to it, but you kind of mentioned you said to me some <clears throat> you said you said you you said that you're gonna send me some of your products. And I seen, I'm not sure what it was. You held it up. I was gonna, I stopped you because I wanted to ask you on air. Do you have a cologne? And what am I gonna what am I gonna say? Am I gonna smell like Bruce Buffer? Is my marriage in jeopardy when I put this on? Your marriage is not in jeopardy. Um, basically, your marriage will be better than ever. Oh, I've made the most sensual, off. yeah, the most sensual scent. Um, I have a line of toiletries starting out with my cologne that's going to be released in 40 countries. It'll be here in the United. It's released in Europe now, but it'll be released um, in the United States in the next two months. But the It's Time cologne, right? Very, very, very incredible. Um, it's very sensual. Women love it. And also women like to wear it too. I've not had a single complaint from a female or a male that's put it on. This is This is one, this is my baby right here. And that along with that, there'll be toiletry lines like, you know, you know, Axe body spray. Now there's the It's Time yeah. body spray. Oh, oh nice. Right? I Now, how strong is that? Because I'm an Axe man. I like I, to just do a little. Yeah, but you don't want to walk in a room and people to go, you know, and birds to fall off the trees. You want to make sure you walk <laughs> in the room and they're all smelling. But then you've got the deodorant. It's Time deodorant. Right? Jimmy. Good for you, Bruce. And I, you're going to like this. Smell. You can see Matt in the shower now with soap on a rope. It's time. Shaped so like an octagon. Very nice. Yeah, there's so much more of this. So you'll be able to wake up in the morning. You can smell like buff. And then later on in the afternoon, you can take the It's Time energy drink. This is the most natural. There's Ooh. no sugar. It's full of vitamins, uh, B vitamins, amino acids. Jeff Novinsky from USADA loves this, right? You can drink four cans of this a day and have no crash. You can, it's, it's nutritional. So this is like the finest one coming out. I'm so proud. This is going to be a huge seller. It's already the orders are crazy. A lot of caffeine in there? 200 milligrams per can, but it's from green coffee beans. Okay. All natural. Right. So this is coming out in a line of nutritional products. This is all the stuff I have coming out in the next two months. I'm very excited about it. So yeah. you'd be able to wake up in the morning and smell like buff. You can get energy like me, octagon energy from the it's time energy. And then at night you chill out with a little puncher's chance and relax. No, because first hashtag, get this guys hashtag. I always, I'm joking. Buff life. There you go. I was going to say hashtag be we like buff. We got Jamal Hill coming in, by the way. Uh, and I would take a shower with that little soap 
and then I would put on the uh, It's Time body spray. You got to shower with the soap first so you smell nice and clean, and then you put on the body spray afterwards, and then you go out. And I'll ha- I also have uh, uh, shower gels, everything coming out too, moisturizers, the whole bit. So good for you. In good shape. I'll, that, I'll get you guys everything. I promise. You're such a smart business guy, Bruce. I mean, it's like, uh, do fighters come to you and ask uh, for advice or, 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 or about your, your business sense? Yeah, they do at times, but also I offer them at times too. You know, I, I, I love the fighters, male and female, both, you know, and the last thing, like, that's why I created my company. If you know, millions.co, millions.co, you can look it up. Go to millions.co and we have the Shevchenko sisters there. We have a ton of fighters there. We create their merchandise lines, no cost to them. It has all the cameo video capabilities. I'm trying to show fighters how to brand themselves and earn money aside from just the paycheck they're going to get the night they fight. They should be building. I'm a brand builder. They should be building their brands um, to their social media following and make money offering them something good. Like right now, I think Paula Costa is going to come to millions.co and we'll have like the secret juice t-shirts out there. Like Derek Lewis, uh, the moment he said, my balls are hot in front of Joe Rogan, I could have had that t-shirt available being sold all over the world by the next day. That's what millions.co is all about. I've got every professional athlete from football to baseball, soccer. I have thousands of athletes on that, that we create all this for. It's a big, it's a big thing. I started. No, if you're an athlete, what do you do? How do they approach you? What do they say? Hey man, just go to, just go to millions.co and look up the site, apply. If you're a professional athlete, we're there. What if you're a retired one and you got Kimura Savage t-shirt? Matt? Look at the abs. Matt, look at you. Matt, what the heck? Sorry about that. I just want to let you know that I'm staying on the mat. Good for you. Matt, I'll, Matt, I'll have a merchandise line ready for you next week. I want to talk there. to you about that. I want to talk to you about it. I do. Okay, we'll do me a favor. Send me a text or whatever, and I'll have my yeah. guy. I don't want to take a time on the show, but I have my, my partner, Brandon, take care of you. It's a huge company out of Kent. This is a big company. I'll have it taken care of. I'll have a whole Matt Sarah thing done for you. Boom, you're done. Let, we're definitely talking about this. I think we have Jamal Hill coming in. We do. I'm trying to get him in the room, but I'm, I'm wondering. It might have been – sometimes we have a little technical – uh difficulty so i told uh jake just bring him in but um he's not in yet so maybe there's a slight issue and i will say while we're waiting for the uh, light heavyweight champ to come in uh i look forward to being invited to bruce's house when i'm in vegas so i can see those posters because i that doctor no i know that bruce has some great posters i'm i'm dying to walk through the buffer household and see all those posters thank you i've been a movie buff my whole life we talked about this before but um yeah i don't live in vegas oh i think you're in vegas no i'm an old-time surfer i live by the beach in l.a Oh, okay. Well, that I'm there more often than Vegas. You're welcome over any time. But you know, I've got Thank the original you. King Kong. It's a Wonderful Life. Day of the Earth does it. It's I. I just love the artwork of the '40s, '50s, and '30s, '60s movie posters. I think I've asked you this, but museum glass. Say again. Museum glass. Of course. I, yeah. I would have dumb. Why would There's I ask? Bruce you got to have the ultraviolet, otherwise they can fade. You know, as a I collect. I as you know, I collect uh, antique military weapons and artifacts. The only modern day weapons I have are for my own personal protection. Um, I Bruce is a killer. Bruce is a fucking killer. Bruce is a killer. No, who else hey, is Zara, a killer? Baby, put, put the tuxedo in a bag, travel yeah. to the casino, and come home. You know, don't have to kill anybody, but it's all fun. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah. I want to talk to the champ, man. What's going on, champ? There he is. There he is. He's there. We're good. Um, I have to ask you, too. I, we love the video you did. Uh, 
uh, in response to uh, Prohovska, you know, you seem to, uh, you guys seem like you're going to have a, a fun lead up to whenever you decide to fight. I just saw him. You did? Yeah, I just saw him. He's over here. He's here at the PI, too. In the arms, bro. I'll be giving that good care. Yeah, and he's feeling good. He's going to be ready to go soon. Oh, shit. Oh, good. Now, what made you think, how, how soon did you come up with? That's what she said. That's what she said. That was great. That was fucking great. I loved it. What made you that's think, much, I, I like, like I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much it. Going. It was great. That's like the pretty immediate response thing that popped in the head whenever he's like, he's like, I'm coming. I'm coming. He's like, hey, I've heard this before. <laughs> Jimmy didn't know what you meant by it. No, I had no idea because I've never heard that before. Um, <laughs> you always, you always fucking do this, Jimmy. I can't help it. Catch up. Need you to catch up, Jimmy. I know, I know, uh, but I was very, very happy for you. I, I think a lot of people were. Did you feel like people were doubting you going in? Did you feel like people uh, underestimated your ability to uh, to stay off the ground or to get back up or your takedown defense? Thousand percent. I think they underestimate me now. Even still, you know, um, but that's cool though. That's that's what comes with it. And hey, Jamal, that, Jamal, let him let him under let him underestimate you. Uh, you know, there's a yeah. saying in business: always keep them guessing, right? Yeah. You don't want people to know your hundred percent game plan. If they got questions about you or whatever, play that card, baby. Play that card. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How do you feel that, now that it? Oh, go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll say, how does it feel now that it's sunk in a little bit? Like you had the the initial realization, and as like the next day came, and like how how does it change things for you, or has it changed things for you at all? Uh, as far as like me personally, like me as a person, nah, it hasn't really changed anything. Only thing is now I, I have to set new goals. Like all the goals that I had, I went. I went out and I got them. So now I um I just want to raise the bar and say new goals and tackle those. What about when you came home and you showed your kids the belt? How was that? Yeah. It was it was dope, you know, seeing my kids hold on to it. You know, it's heavy. You know, my young son, he he kind of struggled with holding it. He smiled, he liked looking at it. You know, um my daughter was more so bad about my face. <laughs> but yeah, she's mad. She, she don't like she don't like me getting punched in the face. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know they 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 just had they just happy for me to for me to win to see what I want to do. They don't really care too much about you know what I mean the whole show and all of that the scope of things. They still kids. They don't really they don't really, they don't feel the grasp or they understand it. You know it was funny though. My uh my training partner Brett Martin, his son. His son Dax, my little nephew, he uh he was seeing, he's looking at it, he just he started laughing. He had like a little moment with it, like he's like looking at it, like shining, and he just like was mesmerized by it. So hopefully we got a, we got a little future champion there. You, you know, you just said something very interesting. I cause I've always been interested when a guy wins the belt. Um, you've kind of reached the zenith and, and like, you know, that was, and you just said I had to like change my goals a little bit. So how, what, what do you, how do you look at it? That was a really good way to say it. Like the next one is, is the motivation the same in defending as it is in achieving, or do you have to change the motivation a little bit because you've already gotten there? I mean, I know it's a fight, but I'm just saying the overall. No, nah, motivation stays the same. I'm going to be honest. I almost feel even more motivated now. And it's like, I want people to feel me, bro. Like, when people look back on my career and what I've done right here, I want them to really feel like I, I would never want to be, I would never want to step in there with this dude. You know, I'm, I'm ready. I just want to submit, submit my legacy to you right now. And to do that brutally with names. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's how the goal changes. Then every every fight now is one more goal in cementing the legacy, and you're also defending something they're trying to take from you. Yeah, hundred percent. One way to stand out, one way to stand out in this era is to make sure nobody else can be called champion. Be selfish with that, with that, uh, with that prestige. And I plan on doing that. Have you been updated on Prohovska's uh, injury? Is, is when he might be ready? Do you guys have any kind of a tentative date? 
no, no, we haven't really talked about that or nothing. Um, Let me say something about that. I was uh, having dinner at a restaurant here with my boys, uh, my godson and my nephew here right by the beach here, and who was there but Jerry, right? And he told me that that shoulder injury he has is the doctors told him it's the worst shoulder injury they've ever seen, you know? And I'm wondering how long is it going to take him to come back from that? What exactly is the injury? I don't know. I don't know. But I just, I heard it was like just really, the, and it was even publicized, just a really horrific industry, in, excuse me, injury. Um, shoulders, that's, that's like the most difficult joint in the body. Yeah. You know? So I hope he gets back. Here's my main concern. I want Jamal to fight the best of the best and make, as I always say, the most of the most financially. Right. But I don't want a fighter to come back. Who's not a hundred percent recovered, especially from a shoulder injury that could just screw up his career for the entire future. If he comes back to yeah, her, you know, and Jamal, I'm sure you want to fight. You don't want to hear you beat somebody. You fought somebody yeah. that wasn't a hundred percent, you know? Yeah. I want him at his best. Exactly. Exactly. I make my responses. I say my things, but really, I just want him to focus on getting better. You know, focus on better, being being better, healing up. You know, uh, taking care of your, taking care of his body, which I'm pretty sure he does. And uh, come back, we gonna run it. He'll he'll do it back. I give also him a lot of credit because he relinquished his championship belt yeah. with respect to you and the other fighters the way he did, knowing it's going to be a long time, rather than have an interim and and Dana and the powers that be, you know, relinquish him of the belt. So I give Jerry a lot of credit. That's a class move on his part. Yeah, me too, but shit, man. This is the fight game. You get locked in the cage with him, kick him right in that fucking shoulder. Right in the shoulder. <laughs> that he healed up. You go right for that fucking thing like the Terminator. Hey, what did Overeem do to Brock Lesnar after his diverticulitis operation? He went cage, right for it. Front kicks to the gullible of the stomach, right? All, all, right all fight long, you know? And if it's not Prohaska, uh, what, are they looking at Ankalaev? Like, let's just, if the injury is... Uh, what, what Bruce is indicating, and he's not going to be ready anytime soon. Would you be willing to take another fight, or is that the guy you, yeah. you have your eyes on? Yeah, no, 100%. Like, um, he's not the only name. He's not the only name. There's names. I'm coming for everybody. You know, it's, it's, it may sound like a weird thing, me being a champion, but I'm coming for everybody. You know, I'm coming. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> now you're coming. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, Jamal, look, uh, congratulations. Uh, we just wanted to touch base and just tell you how much we're really happy for you. Uh, and it was great to see. And it was it was great to see so many people doubt you and just to see how well you fought. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to you again before your next fight. But enjoy it, man. You, you, you earned it. And everybody's really happy for you. Hey, let me, uh, Jamal, are you, do you uh, in your off season? Do you enjoy a good bourbon? I do. Well, let me uh, do this. Get the guys, will you get me Jamal's address? Jamal, I'm going to send you a bottle of my punch award-winning puncher's chance bourbon right this is the yeah. top five best sipping bourbon in america just my gift to you a little congratulations on your uh, achievement so if you get make sure i get your home address or a mailing address let me ship you out a nice bottle and enjoy yourself and big cheers to you and a toast for me my friend thank you yeah i'm gonna mail you some reefer no i'm only kidding <laughs> <laughs> when i see you when i see you we'll get together. jamal take care of yourself and uh, we'll talk right. to you again Bye, really. nice Bye champ. Take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I was only joking about the reefer. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. That was Matt. interesting okay, to hear yeah. him say that, though, the uh, changing the goals. Because I always ask guys, how do they, like, you know, it, it does change something when you're the guy with the target. Um, but I guess that the, uh, yeah, you just got to change what your goal is going to be. And now his goal is to be one of the best ever. I think Jamal's goal, being the humble individual that he is, is just, you know, like Chuck Waddell, just put him in front of me, fight anybody, anytime. Let me do my job. You know? Yeah. Uh, guys, and by the way, a couple of things. Uh, Devin, uh, Devin Clark, he tremendous. Night. Yeah, he did a great job. Tremendous. You no, know, he did a great job in his fight versus Chung, and uh, he he was just consistent. He Relentless. His takedowns were beautiful. His ground control was very nice. Uh, he fought off some hard switches. It was I, I, I and he looks more more comfortable on his feet with the with the striking. You know, yeah. less less predictable. Stay. You know. Uh, and also, uh, Marcin Tabora. Yeah. Over a victory. Yeah. <laughs> but he did. I know. <laughs> Jimmy, come on. I like Blagojevich. Uh, I enjoy watching him fight. I, I like his little stocky combinations. He's just an entertaining guy to watch fight. And, uh, you it know, like, it was very frustrating. Yeah. Marching, uh, control him where, you know, everything from the outside is easy, but I'm like, oh, like I just saw, like, he, there had to be a little bit more, uh, it doesn't have to be a fast scramble, but he was almost out several times, but he was afraid to actually put his back to the floor to go to half guard to get out, and and that's a process that he'd have to do, otherwise he's going to get control the whole round like he did. Yeah. So, I'm looking at it being like, oh no, that's right, he's, oh, you're stopping right there, what are you, just keep facing him, but it's, that's the jujitsu man in me, and I was just, it was very frustrating because it was a winnable fight, you know? And don't get me wrong, props to uh, Martian. Not Martian, Martian. Martian. Yeah, yes, yeah, sorry. You're, thank you, Bruce. I should have had you say from to begin with. Oh, by the way, um, Duho Choi versus uh, Kyle Nelson. It's so funny. Sometimes I look at certain things in a fight and I'm like, I want to bring that up because that was excellent. Kyle Nelson using the power half Nelson was fucking awesome. He had one hook in and the guy and um, uh, Choi's back was up against the cage on all the fours. So he couldn't get the other hook in. So what'd he do? Boom. Palm up behind his neck, arm under the far underhook. And he gets a, um, he gets a, uh, 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 what would we call a, a power half. So he'd be underneath and he'd have here the palm up behind his neck. So even though he had one hook in, he couldn't posture up. He was destroying Choi's posture. So he kept him bent over. And I, I don't know. It's just something that stuck out in my head because it's underused. Well, guys just go for a seatbelt, and next thing you know, oh, they slide off on their own bottom. Mm. Matt, were you surprised that was a majority draw? That was, a, I think, a majority draw, right? Yeah, I'm going to say I thought that Nelson won it. I yeah, think. especially after he lost a point. Uh, he lost a point for headbutty. Oh, and that, and first of all, that I thought was a little ridiculous. Yeah. I thought, like, I don't think the guy meant to headbutt him. It was one of those, I don't think he, it's, you're in a fight. I don't think he went to come down. It was one of those just, it was a right. where it happened. But shit, hey, dude, hey, Chris Lytle, nicest guy in the sport. 50 fucking stitches, first round. Shit happened. That was from a headbutt. Like, man, you guys bring up headbutts. All I can think about is the early days of the UFC when <laughs> I was watching Mark, uh, uh, Coleman just dropped that head of his into people. It's just like people don't realize how brutal the UFC used to be. Yeah, they you took know? away yeah. they took away his main weapon in his arsenal. They, they took did. That, fucking, that big bowling ball head. When you can't use that, Coleman's like, oh, what do you mean, pass a guard? But anyway, brutal. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> I mean, you get past the legs and Hulk smash. I don't know. But uh, hey, man, uh, really, and who else did we have? Adam Fuggett. Forget about it. He did great. Fuck it, Jimmy. Fuck it did fucking great. He went in there and said, fuck it. Yep. Yes, he did. I, Bruce, I, I just wanted you to know between both of us, I'm not the comedian. Sometimes people get confused. Uh, honestly, it, yes, they do. That, I think you're one of the most natural comedians walking the face of the earth. You don't tell jokes. You just talk. Right. There's some people that are naturally funny. Okay. <laughs> and you're friggin' hilarious. I've yeah. never had a moment with you, whether we're on the road in an airport or otherwise, that I am not laughing. Okay. Well, Jimmy has many moments like that. I have had a <laughs> large amount of moments. It looks like somebody just put him in a aura. Sometimes I say stuff and Jimmy just, he actually lets out an audible. <laughs> and you know, he keeps me in check, Bruce. Yep. 
Yeah. All right, Bruce, well, I want to know what, listen, we went over all your, most of your products. What, what else? Give us what else is going on with Bruce Buffer. Come on, man. I'm working. I mean, a I think projects. I went over pretty much. Good. <laughs> I'm working on a couple of projects, you know, involving Hollywood and stuff like that. But one thing I've learned about in Hollywood, you never talk about them until they're signed. Right. The camera's yep. running. So all that. My main concentration right now is to build puncher's chance into a half billion dollar plus brand which i'm working on strong and all wow. these other products i decide myself with the best business people but i gotta have quality products so i don't represent it i'm not a whore for the money i'm out there to do everything correctly and do it right and um matt just looking forward to a whole bunch of ufc's this year traveling the world uh and just taking care of my loved ones and my family just doing what i live every day to do is take care of my family you know i have a question for you bruce and this is i i like travel questions you go to australia for this uh this amazing volkanovsky uh uh makachev fight when do you get to australia like how far in advance will you go well usually internationally i like to arrive instead of a friday night into vegas and home on sunday Australia is going to be 26, 27 hours in a tube to get there. Yeah. So I leave Tuesday night and I arrive in Australia Thursday. Wow. Right? It's like a form of time travel Yeah. where I leave Australia Sunday night and I get back or rather uh, Monday and I get back here Monday morning before I left Australia. Right. Right. It's the one area you do get jet lag from if you don't time your sleep pattern. So anyway, I land on Thursday then the government's got a really cool thing. Four hours after I land, they're taking um, John Anik and a bunch of us out to a personal animal tour, you know, because there's amazing zoos yeah. and animals. So we're getting a real heads up personalized animal tour and then like a five-star dinner and wine tasting. It's nice. So that's my first day in. So I probably won't recover from travel and that until Friday will be my recover day. And um, I just train. I, I usually, when I land, Matt knows this, I'll hit the gym. I do cardio, you know, get my blood working again and it's australia it's one of the greatest countries in the world it's an amazing country to travel and visit so i'm going to at least have a day and a half to enjoy the uh, or two days to enjoy australia and then get in that octagon and do what i love to do can you uh are you a good sleeper on a plane i can sleep standing up in an airport i can sleep anywhere ah. that's one thing i've learned so listen man what else we got gentlemen i think we did a lot and i know you by the way just to tell bruce you will have internet on australian domestic flights for Qantas. Are you serious? I would investigate that, Bruce. Um, I hated them when I flew them, and I hated that they didn't have that, um, and they treated me terrible. But anyway, I, I would investigate that and just make 100% sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the internet is wrong right now, but they didn't have it at all when I was on it. Well, it's not like it hasn't happened before if I missed the ball. Anyway, whatever it is, it is. You, know, you got to yeah. go with the flow, babe. You got to Absolutely. Like That's why said. you're you, you know, and I'm like, me. Got to be like water. <laughs> you can't let this stuff affect you i am i freeze yeah. all right bruce <laughs> you're a delight uh i really uh have a great trip to australia and uh we'll see you when you get back you get all your so products gonna... bruce where, where do we go where yes do we go to get uh, okay follow me on instagram uh at bruce buffer ufc for all the announcements for puncher's chance bourbon if you want to it's in all the stores you can go to puncherschancebourbon.com and you can put in your zip code, and you know, the stores near you where you can buy Puncher's Chance, or you can order right on the site and have it shipped right to your door. Otherwise, just follow me on Instagram. I'll make all the announcements. All the other products come out in the next couple months. Um, but get Puncher's Chance and enjoy the Australian UFC. I'm telling you, it's guys, I don't BS, okay? I never lie. Unless you play poker against me, I'm going to lie yes. to my teeth because I want all your money, okay? All your chips. But I'm telling you the truth. This is the fine. If you like bourbon, this is the sweet nectar of the bourbon gods. That's all I'm going to say. That's great, man. Yeah, I, I have faith in you, Bruce. Your stuff, uh, you know, you operate at a high level, so I'm not surprised that it's good. And congratulations. I'm happy for you. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Congratulations to you guys. I really enjoy being on your show. I always do. Anytime. And, um, Matt, you and I go back longer than yes. long. So oh, it's awesome. Dude, we'll Big do cheers it. and no fears to you, boys. Yes, buddy. We'll do it again soon. We will. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Fellas, Jimmy, I'll see you in a couple of days. And Matt, before we go, I want to plug two things. One, um, you can see me Wednesday night at the Comedy Cellar. I'm doing an hour around the corner. And we also got to plug our socials. I keep forgetting. Um, UFC Unfiltered, uh, whatever app you're using, just uh, follow us on there if you want to get updates or whatever um, to uh, our socials. Just go there. And, I'm a terrible Please plug. check out my podcast, too, my YouTube channel, Bruce Buffer, It's Time Podcast on Fight Pass and on YouTube. Absolutely. Hey, man. All Matt, right, good guys. seeing you, pal. Good to see you guys. Thanks, man. Goodbye.
Matt, Super those fun. guns, Matt, you are just looking like you. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> the oh, he loves it. He lo Matt, I've got a six pack too, but I'm not going to. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. If I did that on your show, I know what you'd do with those pictures. So I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> See you, <ya>, Bruce. <laughs>